Transcending the Veil. So, I've no idea where this is going today, but I do have one big question. Why are you taking ayahuasca again? Again. I feel a calling and I know that going to this place I'm going to meet a lot of beautiful, beautiful people, a lot of bright minds and hopefully I can find inspiration to move forward with a higher quality of life. All right, so there are for me two parts of information in there. One is you felt a calling, so yes. I'd like to dive into that and, and explain a bit. How do you start feeling a calling? Because for me, it was very personal how it came into my life the first time. But now you say you have it again. Uh, and the second part, and maybe we touch on later, is well, you also talk about this community you want to get in touch with again. Finding the others. Yeah. So let, let's start. What, what, why is there a calling again? How did that materialize or how did you start observing that? Yeah. I've been going through a lot of changes the last year. I think my last ayahuasca experience was actually a year ago and since then it's been a roller coaster of emotions really nice experiences um, but also some experiences that uh, has triggered some old memory patterns that I'm trying to uh, acknowledge and move on from so I feel that going to this place and be with very fantastic people and uh, brilliant facilitators uh, is going to help me on finding my new path. Okay, so may I sum it up in a way that, right, about a year ago you took ayahuasca the last time and since then it was a bit of a roller coaster emotionally and Things in your life, as I know, also changed a bit. Um, the, the past few times when you talked broadly about um, that this type of medicine, we always emphasize that, you know, is three parts with this medicine. And the last part is probably the most important, which is the integration part. Yes. So may I assume that due to your integration of your last time or the time of integration afterwards led to many changes in your life and personal mental states or yeah personal setup yeah well i haven't really looked at it from that perspective um i wouldn't say that my changes in life was caused by my taking ayahuasca by your insights so yeah okay so um i would rather say it's probably a factor in a whole complex yeah okay that that is very nice because we never really talked about this we, yeah it is not just ayahuasca there are always many things in your life that contribute yeah and where ayahuasca plays sometimes a tiny role sometimes a bigger role in manifesting certain changes yeah yeah i know the last time i was there i was not experiencing these very vivid um psychedelic states so the, the visual parts yeah, yeah so so that was not there yeah and i know from other ayahuasca uh, plant medicine drinkers that when you have had 
ayahuasca many times that visual part diminishes okay and your responsibility takes over more and more so your mind takes over or your responsibility how do you mean that um i believe that the plant medicine the ayahuasca has a spirit yeah and it knows us very well when we drink it and it knows where it wants to guide us and as space and time does not exist it already knows that i've been preparing for this it already knows my intention so it gives me what i need and not what i want necessarily right you now bring another topic into this equation where yeah. you talk about time does not exist yeah well let's let's leave that a little bit aside yeah. because right we, we we currently talk in this density of this physicality and the three-dimensional space that yes. we're currently in so yeah. space and time does not exist in yeah. different densities but in this one it does yeah okay and through recent conversations with with you and other people i i saw this opportunity as a way to understand myself better and to find myself again after a roller coaster of Uh, yeah, emotional roller coaster. So it is an opportunity for me to dive more into myself and find my inner strength again. And I believe that um, that going there is um, good. Essentially, you had a bit of a roller coaster, and now I'm assuming now, and this is the question that you had a few times or i know you had a bit of an experience or, or a few times the experience of ayahuasca and now the since the recent time you had a bit of a roller coaster in your life and i assume now that you know what ayahuasca can do with you and you what you can achieve with ayahuasca so you have the feeling that taking it now because you're essentially on a on a certain um, path in your life or experience in your life the past year and you feel that with this what, maybe insight or with this process let, let's call it a process because I think that is quite um, adequate that this process of having these ceremonies will lead you like taking taking it as a stepping stone towards finding now clarity out of this Essentially, when, when you say you, you had a bit of a roller coaster, it is a processing time in your life, right? There, yes. there are many topics, there are many things emotionally happen. So it is actually you processing life in a certain way. And you can describe it as a roller coaster. But in the yeah. other way, there's actually a lot of information that you are digesting, working on mentally, physically, yeah. and so on. Yeah, that's a good way to put so it. So now you feel the calling, right? I know what ayahuasca can do, and now it's the right time. To, to leap out of this situation into the next situation because it was a learning phase for you in a, in a sense. Is, is that a right understanding? Yeah, it is. But I want to, yes, and I want to go back to what we talked about earlier um, about the visions um, that I didn't get last time. Yeah. And, and the workshop facilitator um, has told me that those kind of visionary states are only um, I wouldn't say given by the plant medicine ayahuasca in the beginning I don't know exactly how it works 
but at least he says that uh, as soon as you've had those kind of very visual experiences, the true work actually begins. So when you take ayahuasca uh, many times, you don't get as visual experience as in the beginning. And this plant spirit, this is what the point I was trying to get to. The plant spirit is guiding me or guiding us to take more ownership of our life and make uh, conscious choices rather than just being or taking actions or taking decisions based on our previous um, mindset. So it gives us an opportunity to actually look at life from a new perspective if I choose to. Yeah, oh, is, this is very interesting. So can can we talk about it for a minute? Because uh, this is an area I'm not experienced in, in let's call it long-term uh, ayahuasca experience. So essentially the, the when you first take it, uh, for most people it is extremely visual, but there, there are other components to that as well, like the multidimensionality, the sudden understanding and knowing of information. This is kind of the area that how I would describe it probably this is the most interesting for people that haven't done it before but now you tell the story that right this is how ayahuasca starts working with you but then over time and time is there taking it a few times over a few months or years or I think years is now a bit more adequate to use um, that you don't get these visuals but it works differently with with you so how, how do you describe that? You, you said it, it puts you in a position of taking more ownership of your life, whereas not drawing conclusions from the insights directly, or how would you describe that it pushes you taking ownership? Yeah. How, how does it work with you? Because the, the definite experience that I have is you, you start with an intention in a ceremony, right? Yes. And you definitely get the answers through that ceremony, right? Through yeah. either your own work. I don't know if you can explain how that works, but through your inner workings or your insight, essentially you get the insights um, through visuals or other understandings. So how would you describe now you again, and maybe we talk about it in a bit, you have an intention for, for this, for these ceremonies. There are many, right? Over yes. the, the few days. Um, so you still approach it with intention and how does it work different with you? Or how has it worked different last time, right? Because we also need to say it's always a bit different. Yeah. I like to say that any insights I get on mushrooms or uh, any other plant medicine, I make a mental note of them, those insights, but I should not make any decisions based on those while on the plant medicine. So let me just be clear on that because your mind is everywhere when you take the ayahuasca so that's just a little warning there yeah can can we clarify this point because okay. we, we always also during these ceremonies we talk about journaling right we as as soon as you are back in your more or less normal state let's put it that way because i don't know how long that phase actually is where you're where that medicine still works with you but on, after that sort of deep state and you're back into your normal consciousness awake awaking consciousness uh, you start uh, you um, encouraged to write down as much as possible because what's very interesting is that these experiences visual or non-visual or whatever um they fade away 
for just, instance. It, just you, like you, dreams. Yeah, and you can't remember that much. It's very interesting that they really fade away because they're so complex, so so non-ordinary. So Certainly. you can't grasp them or can't even describe them, right? Yeah. Um, so you try to write whatever you understand in these moments, write them down for later understanding. When you read it, then you think, yeah, okay, I understand it. And you can go back into this concept or whatever you experienced yeah um so when you say don't make any decisions from these insights it means while under while exactly but you still write them down and then let's you know use that phrase you sleep over it one or a few nights and then consult those written or journaled notes and see if if you would till still take a decision upon them or you know yeah, exactly. come to the same so it is still you make a decision upon your insights but not in the moment that Correct. is the key thing here, yeah right? yeah I just yeah. want to clarify that yeah and and journaling i stopped doing actually it might be a good idea to do again uh so thank you very much for that uh, I tend I tended not to take any notes during the experience because I was either just enjoying uh, the ceremonies or uh, just being in the moment and just see what happens. Uh, but this time I'm going with a, a, a hopefully a life changing intention to to change my life to better. And find a better way and uh, yeah, better way of living essentially. Can we just quickly clarify? Because when you say you want to change your life to better, yeah, I think many people can associate many things with why is your life not good. So okay, you, you, I think it is probably more that you want to change things in your life, and Certainly. better is meaning you want to change things or live life differently, and that is for you what you refer to as better. Yeah, because you're not in a bad situation right I, now. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> it's merely uh, finding my purpose in life, and yeah, a lifelong quest. Yes, <laughs> and I, I would uh, almost say my uh, finding my uh, most uh, finding my passion, and and by that I mean trying things out that I might not have tried before uh, because I have been working, I am still working in, in a corporate uh, position and enjoying that. But I also feel that there's a calling to do something else. And hopefully I can get some answers to work with when I'm done with the ceremonies and then afterwards there's this long process of integration and I might get visions I might get information that I don't understand I've had ayahuasca experiences where I felt my head was open and I was just filled up with visions I didn't understand and those visions might still be unpacking in my mind so I'm I'm hoping that I understand the insights and the visions I get so I can use that for uh, tangible things to improve my life. Yeah, uh, I currently need to think about psilocybin for a reason that you have always described those magic mushrooms as your allies. Yes. Because you also have long term experience with them. Yes. Uh, you, you work with them uh, 
quite consciously, I would say, you use them for certain processes in your mind. Um, but now you're consciously taking ayahuasca to achieve something. Why ayahuasca? Why not magic mushrooms? Well, that is a good question. I feel both of them are very powerful plant medicines and I regard them as very sacred. Meaning they are there put here on earth for a reason and for us humans to actually wake up and understand what this is about, what this life is about. It's at least the potential is there. It's not, ayahuasca is not a, a party thing, uh, psilocybin mushrooms can be. Uh, ayahuasca, I feel, is one of the most powerful plant medicines that I know. Uh, and I want to explore that this time. And yeah, I, I don't know actually what else to say because uh, I feel ayahuasca is the ultimate experience you can have with plant medicine if you allow it to work with you. So it's a partnership as well as uh, become an ally with the magic mushrooms, the psilocybin mushrooms. I know from uh, talking to other people that they have had a huge transformation. Many people come to those workshops with a lot of traumas and a lot of guilt and shame that they want to get rid of. And it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the energy work that is being done there by these brave and courageous souls that come there, they, uh, some of them get really nice and beautiful transformations. And I wouldn't say I've had such profound experiences. I've had really nice, blissful experiences. But the integration part afterwards is so essential. Yeah. Well, I think what there, there are a few things that kind of popped into my mind is like, because you say, right, according to your experience, this is the most powerful we currently have access to. I think what, what we also need to mention there is that there are two more things, right, which potentially are more powerful, which is 5-MeO-DMT. So which is, yeah. you know, that... The frog. From a toad, from, I believe. Yeah, from yeah, a toad, yeah. The, the, the what, how you call it? The, yeah, the substance from a toad, which is even more potent. Yeah, right. I think they scrape off some slime. Yeah. I don't know what's the right word for it, but they, they scrape a frog yeah, yeah. And, and dry it and then and, apparently and, you smoke it. And then that that is more potent, definitely. But we don't have experience with that. We no. we too. And there's one other thing which apparently is extremely potent, but more interesting for people that um, have addictions. Which is it is I can't remember the the name right now. Which is a root in Africa. Iboga. Iboga, exactly. So that apparently is extremely helpful for people that want to get rid of um, quite heavy. Um, heroin or whatever substance addictions they have and apparently it works but apparently it's a bit of a, a death experience sort of that it is it's described that way at least so there, there apparently is more potent stuff out there but okay to our experience that is ayahuasca is uh, yeah yeah quite helpful in that in that sense yeah i want to jump jump back to the beginning of our conversation because you said Right, it is also the community you're going to go to. Oh yeah, let's let's touch upon that because 
I've been to um, this place with ayahuasca before and I really met so many beautiful souls there that uh, I connected to really easily. And I've been, yeah, we both of us went to Arthur Finlay College in the beginning of this year, uh, 2023. We didn't know each other beforehand, but somehow we just found each other and started talking and resolved this, uh, this podcast. Yeah, and we, we discovered many correlations in our lives. Definitely. Interestingly. Yeah. But now I think a quick note, Arthur Finlay College is a totally different topic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but it's, it's just to say that it's such power places where people meet. Yeah. And uh, Finhorn, uh, I've not been there yet, but essentially also I regard that as a place to meet the others. There certainly is energy. Yeah, yeah. So there's always, we have different places of certain energies. Either it's very spiritual energies uh, or it is very mediumistic energies and yeah you you have you get very interesting connections to other human beings to other souls yeah because there certainly is common ground on a wide spectrum of live topics yeah. where you meet people that ha have similar topics it was very interesting and yeah you you very quickly you have quickly you have deep connections to other people and so that essentially is part of why you want to go back to this community because again it is a space that is opened for the ceremony for the few days of ceremony where these meet where these souls meet in a physical place and yeah you do a lot of work inner work but okay you also have the space for in a sense like-minded people is yeah. not really only the top it's not ayahuasca that connects the people no but it is it's a resonance is the resonance on many other topics coincidentally where you meet yeah And that is, yeah, okay, I understand yeah. this. Yeah. And this, this time it does not necessarily mean that I'm going for what I call finding the others. I'm being more egoistical in the sense that meeting or finding the others this time around is going to be a bonus. So the, the social aspect of, of this community is, is just a bonus for me because I'm there for inner work. Yeah. So I'm very dedic dedicated to this experiences, uh, this experience, and uh, I've been following a somewhat strict diet, staying away from all the the sugar and and candy that I usually ate, yeah. and really for for how long? May I ask how how long have you been strict with your diet? Because uh, uh, there are definitely different okay. approaches to this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I started a week prior to uh, to the workshop I'm attending. Um, some of the one of the facilitators wrote that essentially you can as soon as you sign up for this event, this workshop, and they call it a workshop. It's not just a happening; it is a workshop. Yeah, very very accurate. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So they say as soon as you sign up for it, or at least when whenever you think that you want to do this the process is already already uh, has already begun so and, and you can start doing the uh, changing of your your life lifestyle essentially uh, already from there for me it's only been a week and i think my experiences this past week has been such a rich experiences that i feel very calm going to the ceremony 
are, are you not um, in a sense I wouldn't say frightened or afraid but maybe anxious because yes. yeah okay I would be I surprised am. if you're not at least yeah, anxious because, about it because ayahuasca is not a party drug in any way it no, is it's not an easy medicine thing. Yeah, yeah. It is really you vomit stuff. and you get dizzy and the thing I like about the workshop I'm going to is uh, the facilities allow us to co-create the the space there. So there's a lot of live music, yeah. and I like playing my drums. I've, I'm bringing my didgeridoo for healing purposes. I've brought other instruments as well. So since you just mentioned two instruments, and I don't think many people know them. Okay. But... Yeah, go so, on, but yeah, I, so I think the the didgeridoo is a, a wind instrument that you blow into. It gives this drone sound. It's like, and uh, I like playing percussion. So I have a African drum called a djembe, and I have a Arabic um, high pitched uh, darbuka. And playing those two, two together is just something I'm really, I really enjoy. And especially during ceremony, I'm guided by spirit somehow to play certain uh, music. I can sing as well. Uh, I rarely do that, but I can do that. So the the drums are there for uh, activating. Uh, deeper parts, the, the the roots of our souls, because I believe that the universe talks to us in music. We perceive it as music, and drums, being a rhythm of repetition, can actually be very transformative. Uh, can I ask you if you really feel that the universe is talking to us through music, or do you mean? Uh, frequency that is put in harmony because for me that, that is different but it can allude to the same result okay yes certainly harmony certainly harmony because music can sometimes not sound very well <laughs> yeah uh, so it's probably some kind of uh, harmonic um, tones or frequency that we pick up that are beneficial to us yeah and I think at this point, since we're discussing these uh, instruments right now, we can actually lift the veil on what is our intro and our outro. Yes, sure, sure. So we um, we are using sound clips from uh, Fujara. That is another wind instrument I'm very fascinated by, and I even built my own out of PVC pipes just to test it out. I didn't get a very good sound of it and I didn't bring it to the workshop uh, that I'm, I'm going to because I'm a bit ashamed of the sound quality <laughs> and I'm a bit nerdy about the sound quality but the Fujara is another wind instrument that gives this also a drone sound but you can modulate it yeah. uh, better and then we have uh, the drums which is, which is uh, a, a Japanese one yes yeah, I believe it was a yeah Japanese taiko drum yeah. Yeah. So we have, a, I think they're actually two drums. I can't remember. But yeah. So it's an interesting combination of, uh, yeah, two instruments that are not necessarily from the same geographic location, but we use them in a mix. I think for some reason, it really resonated with both of us to, yeah. to 
yeah we, well we we mixed it ourselves so yeah for us it is not so common and i think that is exactly what we wanted to achieve yeah but it fits into now since we talk about these instruments and how you are using them yeah and if if i might get back to how the, the universe speaks to us in music so in my lucid dreams i sometimes hear music and i can control it it can be electronic dance music it can be orchestra but it's some music some uh, sounds that i can uh, direct myself so if i want more instruments of more violins in a symphony for instance i can just add them and they play along they play by themselves and it just creates beautiful beautiful uh, music And I really want to manifest that when I wake up. Sometimes I wake up with with tears in my eyes because I know this is so difficult to replicate and and manifest in this reality. But I know the music is there. Also, if I may just continue, because during ceremony, when you play music and and you are already um, accustomed to playing certain music instruments like a didgeridoo or drums, the music instrument plays by itself. And while it plays by itself, I get visions. And those visions direct what the didgeridoo sound uh, is manifested. So I can describe my inner world through the didgeridoo while it is playing by itself, but I can modulate the sound I believe this is a state that musicians call the flow state and it's just a wonderful experience because time and space disappears essentially so I just become one with everything and and music. Yeah I haven't achieved that with the instrument in a normal waking state only on psilocybin Uh, but yeah I know exactly what you're talking about and it's interesting that you can do that on ayahuasca because on ayahuasca i i don't think i i i would need to try in the future but at least uh during a ceremony it was very obvious how other musicians were able to tap into the space that was created and really picked up the energy and put it into music and that was in itself a phenomenal experience to listening to listen to music that is created from this space, from that energy. Live. Live, put yeah. into music. I mean, that is, <laughs> I get goosebumps now thinking about it. Uh, that, that yeah, that was out of, out of this world, that experience. That is quite interesting. Very special. Um, there, there's a, a bit of a personal thought that just crossed my mind. I, I quickly want to share. Because we now talked about um, the Fujara. And the thought that popped into my mind is uh, actually a a reading, a medium reading I had a few months ago. And that lady, I think it was quite special because she was able to connect to my circle of spirit guides. Not not only my the sort of the, you know the the main guide, but also the the others that that are present, the other spirits that are guiding me. And she was picking up someone playing an instrument and she couldn't for her it was an unknown instrument she she tried to replicate it so the sound it made and also the 
well she said it might be shamanic but it wasn't a drum but you know maybe a flute or something and might <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah and now my question is hang on was it actually a fujara that she listened to because it yeah could have been uh, i don't know what significance it is is it is it why we you know we we we're using that as an intro and outro in our podcast is that what she was hearing already before we actually did a podcast yeah or is it something that is later coming up in my life because uh, apparently music is a topic in my life which is interesting because i haven't played an instrument actively for the better part of uh yeah the past 20 years at least um maybe that is a topic that is coming up again in my life i don't know uh just yeah sorry very personal thought that just crossed my mind i used to play when i was very young probably a kid i used to play piano and i really didn't pursue it and then life happened and i didn't really play and when i was introduced to uh, mushrooms and other uh, uh, plant medicines i picked up the um, uh, creation of music again and i was very inspired by uh, another fellow traveler that played the didgeridoo and from very early on in my 20s uh, i remember being very fascinated by this drone sound and back then i made a mental note of what the instrument is called it was uh, australian aboriginals used that for communication and for healing purposes but i never picked it up and then uh, a fellow um, traveler uh, a great musician himself he played it and i was just so fascinated that immediately after that ceremony i went out and bought my own and what i find very fascinating about that instrument is it just makes one note but you can modulate it with your tongue with your, with your mouth and you need to learn the, the circular breathing so you can have the steady monotone sound but the thing i like about it is you, you don't need a rhythm in your body because it just gives off this drone sound you don't need to know where to place your hands on a keyboard you don't need to learn notes it's just there it's just sound and that i like i really like yeah that that for some reason really resonates with me and i feel like it is part of my urge to have you know this this liberty in life because i have a huge problems a uh, huge problem with being constrained in in any aspect of life really um and when you know when when you can listen to some people play piano thing that is bloody amazing in jazz or whatever where it's a bit more improv uh, you know in that direction but now discovering these instruments that don't have any sort of set chords or set tones but yeah is a very very natural way to play it and especially you know I, I experienced you know playing drums on on psilocybin and then you suddenly discover fucking hell you can do so much with your intuition and for some reason i'm, I'm not experienced playing drums uh, at least not outside a shamanic setting i'm not experienced playing drums at all but it becomes a so complex and interesting instrument and what you can do with that and now when we talk about you know fujara and so on mm -hmm. That is just pure creation. And, it is. And yeah, the interesting thing is you, you don't need to learn it, but for some reason you just can play it. Um, obviously, there are different levels of what you can achieve with that, but 
you can achieve quite a lot just through your intuition and it just works so on that note if anyone out there of our listeners uh, listeners wants to give me a real nice fujara <laughs> please send it to me i think anyone who, who knows that instrument instrument and may know someone who plays that it would be interesting to talk to someone about it because it is for me it's a different approach to to play music there's a different approach sort of having a a blank sheet of paper in front of you and you're just capable of doing anything with that whereas you can approach music with having learning an instrument and then playing notes or doing it freestyle that's a totally different approach yeah certainly it's, it's such a freedom to to play an instrument without any constraints or um you're, you're essentially limitless because you can uh, use it in many 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 ways even the didgeridoo apart from making the drone sound you can uh, make rhythms as well you can um use a stick and 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 hit the the didgeridoo in in a rhythm that you like and then play the the drone sound so it it's it has uh, so many possibilities you can even use it as a drum uh, because it's it's hollow and it's long and if you clash it on on the mouthpiece it actually gives off this boom yeah yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah. right uh, are you happy to talk about your intentions in in this no those are private that is too private all right right so we we now the first time ever we discovered a topic we don't want to talk about <laughs> that's very interesting i thought we we're going to cover every everything that would lose us listeners because i think we want to touch as many interesting topics that yeah, we well can i can of. i can share a little bit okay of it. that's fine let's let's um tap the as, surface there as i said in the beginning i'm looking for a change in my life and i'm looking for pointers uh, in the right direction i think i've reached an age where um i still like exploring but i also want to embrace my spiritual gifts and i am hoping and and underlining hoping that the plant medicine can give me some insights on how to use those spiritual gifts uh, in terms of a new source of income which uh, will give me more freedom in choosing the uh, how i choose to work how many hours i choose to work and uh, essentially hoping for a, a planning trying to manifest a better uh, better way of living it can be well i'm essentially looking for the uh, the income part of life because i feel healthy i'm in a good mood uh, so i i want to explore other parts of life that i haven't explored yet yeah We right today. We already have been talking probably throughout the entire day uh, about many different topics, and I pointed you in a direction where I asked you maybe there's something else you may need to achieve outside the experience of ayahuasca. Yes, you, certainly. How 
do you want to tie that because i think ayahuasca will help you in in one part but it will not you will not achieve all of the work that you want to achieve yourself right I, I, yeah. that is clearly what i say and i still mean that in yeah. that way yeah um how do you make the link of the comments that are the directions are pointed you into well what we talked about was related to taking ownership of of my life yeah taking more ownership of where i want to go how i would, how i want to spend uh, my life and certainly there are aspects in there that i i resonate with and i know that i need to look into and i know that i will not find all the answers there is not a silver bullet in any way yeah exactly so the the integration part of it as we mentioned earlier is essential and i will be looking into some of the suggestions that you came with and me being uh, i've been working most of my adult life in a uh, in a in business in a corporate setting and uh, with no real uh, activity in sports or something like that so the suggestions that you came with uh, could be beneficial for me uh, trying something out of the ordinary something that i'm you know out of my comfort zone as i think that was the word you used yeah yeah in, i find it interesting because at least uh, i feel like it resonates with you sort of the direction i pushed you in um, and what i find interesting now that we talk about a topic that you know in the past yes we talked about sort of you know integration how important it is and now we talk about the fact that ayahuasca in itself how magical it is for some people and truly still is for people that are um, used to it um, but it's not the only thing it is actually a part of a bigger mixture of things that happen in your life and things that you need to do in your life in order to achieve something different yeah uh, and this is very interesting and that is you know what we, we seem to talk about now so i think it's a very nice continuation of our previous episodes in a sense because it gives a more rounded picture because as you said no is it is certainly not the silver bullet for everything it is it's it certainly doesn't it's not it is surprising how how much it can help you and how much it can give you the answers to life's deepest questions but it is not everything there's still more that you need to do in other areas in your life like imagine how dull it would be if ayahuasca just told you everything you needed to do oh fuck no, no. right <laughs> then where's the excitement where's the development there yeah, exactly yeah, yeah yeah you still need to do stuff yourself 